lock and load. This is Steve Dace. The Steve Dace Show. And greetings. Happy Friday. Welcome to the Steve Dace Show, live and on demand here on Blaze TV radio and podcast where we're not really all that much in demand they just kind of let us hang around i'm steve dace he's aaron mcintyre he is todd erzin and also joined by our good friend robino he'll be here with us in a moment for the dace group week in review roundtable of course let us know what you think about what we think steve at stevedace.com is how you can do so if you want to email the show like us on facebook you can contact there to contact us there too uh, look for steve dace on MeWe, parlor and gab and then you can get clips of the program at rumble.com slash steve dace show rumble.com slash steve dace show we'll be getting to some of the feedback that you guys have sent to us recently in the second hour of the program today so make sure you're tuned in for that also don't forget to get yourself a subscription to blaze tv because you never know when the day may come that you can't access us anymore courtesy of big tech like we had this happen recently with the uh platform which shall not or any longer uh, be named on the program. That's why you want to take advantage of that discounted subscription at Blaze TV. Get it directly from us without censorship. We had Liz Wheeler on the show Tuesday, right? The day she debuted her new podcast, right? After the second day, I saw this last night. Did I send this link to you guys? Did I tweet, uh, text yeah. you guys this last night? Yeah. Day two, poor Liz. Welcome to my world, Liz. Poor Liz, day two. <laughs> Liz has to tweet out, well, we had to censor this clip to post it on YouTube, but they're going to shut her whole channel down. That didn't take long. You're not paranoid okay. if they're really following Indeed. you, Indeed, and I just mentioned Voldemort's name again. Damn it. They keep tricking me into that, all right? But to make sure that doesn't happen to you, just go directly to blazetv.com slash dace and get it directly from us. And we even give you a discount to do so as well. We even give you a, a bonus episode just for you that we do each day here on the show and on Fridays that's our best and worst of the week we'll record that right after the show today and then upload it to blazetv.com slash dace for blaze tv subscribers and now with everything uh, I think we've gone through all the logistics let's get to it it's time for the dace group Your weekly look at the week that was brought to you by Keeps. You know, you got a million reasons to be stressed out these days, but stress, stressing out about male pattern baldness uh, and receding hairlines does not have to be one of them. The good news is Keeps can help. They offer the same doctor-recommended FDA-approved hair loss treatment, but with the generic versions, you're going to pay only about half the cost. That's a great deal. And the other part of the Keeps deal you're going to love is the convenience. You do everything online, answer a few questions, snap a few pics of your hair, and then a licensed doctor will review your info and recommend the right hair loss treatment for you. That's shipped directly to your door. So big savings with the generics, big convenience. You do it all online. How about even more savings to get you started? 50% off your first order to get you going at Keeps when you go to Keeps.com slash grow 50% off your first order at keeps.com slash grow and let us begin with issue one bleep Lord Nefarious says now in uh, nature.com a publication occurred in last September 
about the development of humanized mouse and rat models with full thickness human skin and autologous immune cells. Uh, Dr. Fauci, this was funded out of the NIAID. It involved uh, scalp skin transplants from 18 to 20 week aborted fetuses. And what I want to know is, uh, does the NIH ever follow up on uh, how these specimens are obtained on uh, mid-second level, uh, mid-second trimester aborted fetuses for studies like this? Well, Dr. Harris, uh, that that uh, grant and that study you're referring to was gone through all the appropriate uh, guidelines and oversight. So I'm I'm not sure exactly what you're asking, but I, I don't know the idea of taking 18 to 20 week humans uh, fetus scalps. Uh, obviously, uh, th this would have to result with, from decapitation because you have, you have to harvest the scalp, uh, implanting it on the backs of rats. I'm just not sure that's something we should be involved in, in, with to any uh, significant level. All of the research that comes out of that was done with the appropriate uh, oversight and guidelines that have to do with fetal tissue research. This matters. Understanding where coronavirus and how the pandemic began matters. A lot of the discussion about the lab leak, I think, was clouded early on. I do think it's important to remember that part of the issue when this was first being reported on, and then President Trump and Mike Pompeo, uh, the uh, Secretary of State, both suggested they had seen evidence that this was formed in a lab, and they also suggested it was not released on purpose, but they refused to release the evidence showing what it was. How do you know they didn't lie to you? There's no way of guaranteeing that. So you don't think the Chinese would lie to you? Well, when you say the Chinese, the Chinese are a rather broad group. But uh, there's, you know, there to be, you know, beginning. Uh... If you do not hate the opponents of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you have no faith. This bill of comprehensive police reform uh, to be uh, just got to be careful here with some gunshots. Excuse us, excuse us. There's help. There's, we, they're, you know, being there to help. Uh, I know for me personally, I'm going to continue to wear a mask in public, and I'm going to encourage others to do so. So what we do know is that adolescents actually have the capacity to make a reasoned, logical decision. And here's the other thing about chest surgery. If you want breasts at a later point in your life, you can go and get them. In this environment, there is no making everyone happy on any issue. So let's get to it. Rob is the guest. You get to go first. Which shot of that bile did you detect the most sulfur, my friend? Uh, it's good. It's going to be the first one with Fauci, right? The I, I, it's just how these people in Washington think. It's the I, I, I don't know what's wrong about taking babies' skin and putting it on the back of a rat. I mean, it, it's. It's just something we do all the time, right? I mean, it's, it's research. It's it's science. I, I can't believe that you're against science, Steve, uh, and and that you wouldn't want, you know, the the the, the heads of babies put on rats to test something. And all of the ethical guidelines were followed, Steve. I, I had this argument with a, a left wing friend of mine who said that the vote. I don't know if you saw the vote in the Senate yesterday um, for an amendment that failed. There was a Republican senator that wanted to ban human animal chimeras. That's, you know, taking the cells of a human mm -hmm. and taking the cells of an animal and making, you know, a werewolf or something, right? 
they, they wanted to ban that research after there were monkey-human chimeras made in China. It, and that failed, Steve, because, I mean, it's just science, right? I mean, and, and there's no even reason that you need to have that because the United States would never fund such research where you would take, you know, human cells and put them on the backs of rats. But I, I guess they did. So uh, that, that Fauci thing is just... It once again shows how out of touch. And then when he said, well, you know, the, the Chinese people are abroad people. I mean, you know that we're talking about the Chinese government and that the Wuhan lab that you fund, Dr. Fauci, is an arm of the Chinese government. And quite frankly, before 2020 and before um, the coronavirus pandemic, if you looked up an article in, I believe it was Nature, that talked about the Wuhan bio lab when it was being made that there were a lot of people even in the scientific community um, that were afraid that that level of high security bio lab was actually going to be a front for bio weapons research um, as is well, the guy the that ran the bio weapons like program that. for the uh, the shycoms is who was running that institute they put that right, guy in charge it, of it exactly i'm, I'm sure so, they i'm sure they did that uh, because he has a real keen uh zeal for scientific inquiry. Well said, Rob. Todd, you. Well, number one, uh, the, as you said, Rob, it, with Fauci, it's so obvious. I'll, I'll, I'll simply say this. The level of hatred I have in my heart, knowing full well that, that the number of people in public that would readily agree with what he said, find that reasonable, would say something the same thing, I, in public... Along the lines of your column today, Steve, it, it's it's time to nuke people no matter where you find them. If they say on the side of the soccer sidelines, yep, you got to nuke them. All of them. This if is Joseph Mengele gave that exact testimony. Yeah. If, if, if I told you that that was that was if, if, if you didn't see the video and yeah. I just read from the record and I said this is historic testimony that was read into the record at Nuremberg about yeah. Joseph Mengele. Would you have bought that? Uh, no, we would have hangman like that. No, I mean, would you have believed it was Joseph Mengele? Oh, if, yes, of if course. If I told you, oh, yes, if I yes, said yes. That there wasn't, I didn't show you that Absolutely. video, but yes. I said this is the historical record from Nuremberg of, of testimony involving oh, yes. the acts of Joseph without, Mengele. Without question. Those are, that's the wording, that's the defense that he used, everything. Yeah. For a little taste of originality, I've got to go with the George Floyd Memorial shooting anniversary. I mean, that is a That's Dave... the schadenfreude moment of 2021. It's a Dave though. Chappelle skit. Yes, it, it is. It is a Dave Chappelle skit yes, in real life. Yeah. It, 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 somebody just needed... In fact, if they would have drove by, the people... Because the car then later drives by in the clip. If they would have yelled out, you played yourself, I'd have been completely down yes. to clown at that point. Yes. Aaron... Man, I don't know what more I can can add to this other than than the, the montage or the the bleep lord nefarious kind of started where it ended. Um, you call mutilation of the body, of bodily organs, of of even genitals. You call that mutilation when it's done um, when it's done in any other context. But when somebody has uh, gender dysphoria. Or watches a TikTok video or a YouTube video of the so-called transitioning. It's it's love and compassion. It's not mutilation. It's love and compassion. When you um, when you start splicing together things that should not be spliced together, 
Usually we call that the human centipede, and it's a Dutch horror film. Oh my gosh. But when you slap a, an NIAID seal of approval and a white lab coat doing it at the University of Pittsburgh, that's what that, that representative was talking about. It's the same David Daleiden thing. It's the exact same thing. It's just he didn't mention David Daleiden in that. When you, when you put that all together, it's called science. There's no difference anymore, and I've said this before and repeatedly, but it bears repeating again. There's no difference between uh, modern, um, modern science, or at least um, science establishment, and witch doctors out in some hut in the Amazon. There's really no difference. Correct. So on the way in this morning, I've got the Sirius XM fired up, and I'm listening to, because I normally listen to the college sports channel, but they want to discuss making athletes employees, and all their arguments just are terrible. And just frankly, uh, I don't have that beneath me. So I just couldn't bring myself to, to slum there. So I turned on some music instead. I turned to the 90s channel and uh, Pearl Jam's daughter comes on. And I hadn't heard this song in many years. And I had been reminded the song is about a mother that a debased mother who abuses her son by raising him as a daughter. Would that, would that song be made today? This was just if 1993. It, if it was, it would be canceled. And and would it be made by anybody other than some, you know, would a band with the artistic in, uh, pedigree of a Pearl Jam make that kind of a song in pop culture today? No. No. I wonder, do they even still play it? Like, if they do any, if they, if they do any concerts or anything anymore, do they still even play the song? Are they, like, ashamed of it? How Asked and answered. Yeah, there you go. All right, let's get to the exit question. Aren't they the ones who said it's not for you anyways? It's on the same album. Yeah, that, that song's yeah, on the so same album. Yeah, so it's... When they, doesn't that the same logic have to apply now? Yes. Yeah, the next album's called uh, Gaslighting by Pro Jam. <laughs> yes. On a scale of 1 to 10, with 1 being the likelihood that an intermediate horseshoe bat flew over 600 miles to enjoy the rodent buffet at a Wuhan wet market one day, and 10 being the odds the virus was either, was either accidentally or purposefully leaked from the Wuhan lab. Rank this week's level of total depravity, Aaron. Ta- uh, 10. Todd. 10. Rob. Four. It was kind of low this week. I mean, wow. I, I expect much more from the left. That's like two I'm or th- with the four. It's like two or three I mean, weeks in a row our panelists have been like, eh, not too much. Rob busting out, I expected a better class of criminal, basically. Respect respect issue two let's go to that wuhan lab the dam has broken on the lab leak origin theory for covid19 no i'm not convinced uh, about that i think that we should continue to investigate what went on in china until we find out to the best of our ability exactly what happened i do think it's important to remember that part of the issue when this was first being reported on and discussed then president trump and mike pompeo uh, the uh, secretary of state both suggested they had seen evidence that this was formed in a lab and they also suggested it was not released on purpose but they refused to release the evidence showing what it was but we haven't found the intermediate host we found no evidence of this virus in an animal anywhere the question for a lot of people is going to be when are too many coincidences too much when does it just seem that there's too many things suggesting that this could have come out of a lab. Um, And right now, you know, there's more and more circumstantial evidence, certainly. Big Tech now acknowledging COVID origin may have come from a lab. Facebook tweaking their policy that it will no longer take down posts claiming COVID-19 was man-made. So 
the Overton window isn't even just cracked. It's a beautiful spring day, 70, 75, no humidity. Let the sun shine, the fresh air, let it in. Get that vitamin D that, that you were also banned for pointing out. Go outside and get vitamin D in order to help your immune system, right? You got banned for that for the last 15 years too, or 15 months. Just seems like 15 years. But no, man, I mean, it, it is, it's a beautiful spring day. Over it's in windows, we don't even have the window we don't even have windows. You can just climb right through, let all the sunshine and air in. Why? And why now? Rob, I'll start with you. It, this is, it's because Donald Trump's no longer the president and they don't need to downplay what he says in order so that he won't be the president. I mean, it's completely obvious about that, right? I mean, I go back to this uh, PolitiFact fact check. I don't know if you've seen this. Uh, PolitiFact earlier this week had to um, remove a fact check and archive it that they did in September of 2020 when uh, Tucker Carlson on Fox News had on a, um, a I think it was a Chinese scientist that, that said that she thought that it came from the Wuhan lab. And they went through a whole litany of reasons why. But but they're, they're closing two sentences, right? They're, they're closing paragraph shows you all you need to know. Now, tell me if, if these two sentences, Steve, sound like something that came from a non-biased fact check that was only presenting the facts. Um, the claim is inaccurate and ridiculous. We rate it pants on fire. And ridiculous. That, that's an editorial. Mm -hmm. that, that's not a, a fact check. That's PolitiFact, who's really PolitiPinion. It's just a fact check. But I go back to, like we said earlier, you know, it's March of 2020. And this is starting to come out, and the inquisitive mind that I am goes on the internet, and you know, just I wonder if like China has one of those bio labs that does like weird research that might even be like a bio weapon thing, because this this COVID seems really weird that it's so virulent and it comes out so fast. So let me just type in the words Wuhan bio lab. So I type in the words Wuhan bio lab, and I get that Nature article that I told you that's been memory hold, right? You, you could see it in March of 2020. There's so much other stuff on the Wuhan lab that to find things, that's one of the problems with Google is to find things from prior gets to be more difficult. But I go back to that that article and I believe it was in Nature. It might've been in, in one of the other science magazines, but they were talking about the Wuhan bio lab. And like you said, they've got a bio weapons uh, dude that's running the Wuhan bio lab. I remember up in New England in the Boston area, they were trying to put in an anti-terrorism uh, bioweapons research facility to make sure that they could study, you know, really bad pathogens that the terrorists might be using. Um, and people in Boston were like absolutely crazed that that they wanted to put in something of that level um, right in downtown Boston. And yet we're here. We have something just as similar. In Wuhan. Um, it's Occam's razor, Steve. I mean, this entire time it has been. You have a, 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 a super lab that was studying coronaviruses, that was studying gain of function, which isn't, you know, people are, when you say that, quote unquote, it was man-made, it's not that they were taking coronaviruses and, and churning the DNA. No, what they do is they, they speed up natural selection to see if they can get one of these coronaviruses to more easily um, go into, into mammals that aren't just bats so that we can quote unquote, study how to fight it if it does. So you're you're taking the strains that more can more easily attack humans. Um, that's what they were doing. The first cases, which we now know weren't the first cases because we have 
what is it, three scientists at least that were hospitalized from the lab in November of 2019. The first cases happened mere blocks from the laboratory, but they want us to believe that, you know, Wow Z uh, was really hungry for some bat soup um, and he got coronavirus because the bat was a little undercooked. And, and that's how it happened. That, that, that's what they wanted us to believe, that it was these unsanitary wet markets when they were doing the coronavirus research, what, two blocks away, three blocks mm-hmm. away? It's absolutely insane. I mean, the only question in my mind was, is, is it, was it an accidental release? Right. Or was it a purposeful well, release? Well, Rob, our, our NIH gave $7 million to that institute. We document this in Fauci and Bargain. Our NIH, that's the, that's the, the, the umbrella organization that Fauci's department reports to. That's Francis Collins' bureaucracy. National Institute of Health gave $7.3 million uh, to the Wuhan uh, Institute of Virology to study what's called spillover potential. You were sort of alluding to that in what you were describing, but spillover potential is what does it take for a virus to leap from animal to animal to animal to human, all right? What, what conditions, behavior, modifications, uh, or as you put it, speeding up the natural selection process uh, uh, create, needs to happen for that to occur? That is, that is the virology equivalent of, and, and people I don't think understand, Wuhan is a heavily populated area. This is not Bikini Island, folks. This is the equivalent of taking a community like a Des Moines. Not not a top five city in in the country, but heavily populated area and deciding we're going to do nuclear experimentation on a remote part of a heavily densely populated area of Des Moines. That's essentially what they were doing here with the intention of specifically making note of what would spillover potential's goal is to find out exactly what are the conditions that cause the virus to leap into humans. That's what they were studying there. They were studying that there. That was the point of the gain-of-function research. Aaron, what are your thoughts? Well, I I would like to contend with one thing. I, I do think the Ant Overton window has maybe flipped around instead of shifted or expanded. Breaking this morning, I don't know if you guys saw this, Facebook is now banning anyone who says the virus wasn't created at the Wuhan lab. <laughs> it's Babylon B. But would you be surprised? Would no. you be surprised? No, I would not. No, that's that's the bigger story here, I, I believe, other than than the lab. I, I think that that we're way down the river in just one week. We're way down the river on the no lab doubt, leak man. Uh, origin. The bigger story is what we talked about yesterday in the de- dangerous trend that's being set by Facebook and big government. And it's not just that this went mainstream in media. Facebook cited experts. I wonder where those experts came. And, and it's really curious as well. It started to go into mainstream. Same experts that told to switch their mask uh, yeah, uh, information. The, the yeah. lab leak. Um, the, the, the lab leak theory has been kind of gaining traction mainstream. What happened earlier this week, though? Fauci. He said, you know what? I'm not convinced. I'm not convinced. And then politicians started talking about it and asking questions about it. And then it was like, okay, yeah, you, you, you all plebes, yeah, you can talk about that. That's, that's the bigger story here. That's the bigger story. And they're going to continue to do this until, until we actually figure out whether these big tech platforms are platforms or publishers. Or one of the myriad breaking, breaking them up a la Josh Hawley. 
Um, I, I'm not sure which one we're headed for, but we're going to continue to have this disconnect until something something changes in the nature and the 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 the, the foundation of big tech in our country because this is how we disseminate this is how we disseminate in information this is how we get it now and in a great example i'll wrap it up this a great example is do you go to the newspaper anymore to get last night's sports scores no you don't no you never have in fact i don't even know do newspapers even carry a score section anymore maybe they do i haven't I don't remember last time picked I even one. looked at a newspaper i don't I know what's in one. i don't know what's in them so something that's the bigger story in this uh, within this story. It's not the the lab necessarily, although that's a big story. It's what's happening with with big tech and the trend that's being set here. Todd, I think though we got to go a step further. I agree with 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 Rob on why why they they feel politically emboldened to go to this place now. But the timing of now, right? As opposed to why not a month from now, a month ago, six weeks from now, right? Why why right now? And I've used this term retcon for people that don't know pop culture. What retcon means essentially is, if, well, for example, if you watched the opening scene of the last Star Wars movie, that's a retcon, right? They're trying to explain a, they're trying to reverse engineer a plot hole mm-hmm. that they messed up because of what happened in the last Jedi when Ray was told you're a nobody. When it was clear in the first Star Wars uh, sequel, she was being set up to be a somebody, and then they make it very clear you're an absolute nobody. There's no point to this. It's nihilistic storytelling. It's not going anywhere, right? Well, then J.J. Abrams has to correct that error, and so the opening scene, right, when Kylo Ren goes to the planet where they're doing the the cloning, that and you, you they're setting up a retcon. They're going to tell you later that Ray's basically a clone of Palpatine. All right, this is this is the correction of a plot hole in order to fix the story moving forward. That's what I believe is going on here. There and there must be a Ryan Johnson. There must be a goat. That Gavin Newsom needs a reason to tell you why you shouldn't get rid of him in his recall. Gretchen Whitmer needs a reason to tell you why you shouldn't vote her out next year. I was just following Anthony Fauci's advice. I just did what he told me to do. And then when it was clear that the data did not line up with what he told us, didn't we reopen everything? Weren't we totally reopened in California in June? Didn't Michigan become Texas in May? You see where I'm going with this? I think that you're watching I think the setting up of Anthony Fauci to someday very shortly here uh, meet the underside of a bus that he's going to get the blame for this is what I believe is happening. Uh, I don't think it's consciously trying to set him up, but everything else you said uh, before that is kind of how I was tracking. There's been so many pieces manipulated over the last year plus to keep our entire country like King Theoden when he was cursed, just sitting there uh, next to Wormtongue whispering in his ear. And we finally snapped out of it. But it, ironically, it was because of the thing uh, that was the great salvation that turned out to have more questions than answers for many people. And that's the magical thinking of vaccines. People are still grateful it's here by a, by and large part but the amount of doublespeak that happened when the great savior vaccine came along, but you still got a triple mask and you still got to do this inside and you still got to do this outside. And it, that snapped like a lot of the veil was just torn 
how how is this thing that is been promised as the thing we have to wait for and it came sooner than any of us hoped but now has so many questions and so many oddities and none of this math makes any sense and that finally broke through to a lot of different areas schools uh wuhan a lot of areas whether it is sustainable i have no idea but i believe things got so stupid surrounding vaccines that that is ultimately now why the dam has burst in other areas. And yes, you may be right, Steve. Fauci may pay the price for that. But I don't think consciously. Just look at what we learned with Cuomo. Thought he was going to be gone. He's not gone. He's not gone yet. Well, I, it's I, not yet. But we thought he'd There's be gone by now. several probes into him. Yeah. Okay. Exit question. If the odds China will be held meaningfully accountable for this tragedy by our government were an eagle song, which eagle song would it be? A, take it to the limit. B, lion eyes. C, already gone. Aaron. Lion eyes. Todd. Already gone. By, by that you mean there's like, it's not going to happen, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, already gone. Rob. Already gone. Could we all be wrong about that? Oh, God, please. Meaning that, is it possible? I uh, mean, we're... The sports handicapper in me just starts getting worried when all the pro handicappers are on one side of a game, right? I've just seen how many times that, that when they all agree, they tend to be wrong, okay? Because you're, I, I agree with you, which has me scared. I agree with all of you, right? Could this be a Nixon goes to China moment here? The guy who's the instrument of the Shycoms, his administration realized they got to do something, okay? I mean, they're out there saying this week that they're not ruling out it was purposefully leaked. They're saying that from the White House now. Is there? I, I think we should at least entertain the possibility that that could be part of this retcon. Even though I would tend to agree with you if I had to bet on it. We'll come back. More of the Dace Group here in a moment. Hey, what's better than 50% of your first two months? Or 50% off your first two months with our friends at Patriot Mobile. How about winning mobile phone service for life? That's right. Uh, when you go to PatriotMobile.com slash Steve, that's PatriotMobile.com slash Steve, you can learn how to get 50% off your first two months of service and enter to win mobile phone service for life, plus a free Patriot starter kit when you join America's only conservative mobile phone company. Patriot Mobile has the broadcast nation or the broadest nationwide coverage and uses the same towers as all the other major carriers. So you get the same great service. Plus, they have plans to fit any budget, including multi-line discounts. But most importantly, on top of the service and all the other things they offer, the values, uh, they don't donate any of your money to support the causes that are trying to end your way of life. Instead, they support the same values that you do. So switching is easy. Just go to patriotmobile.com Steve, or you can call their U.S.-based customer service team at 972-PATRIOT. That's 972-PATRIOTS. By the way, veterans and first responders, you save even more, all right, if you make the switch today. So, again, get the discount and a chance to win mobile phone service for life at Patriot Mobile. PatriotMobile.com slash Steve. That's PatriotMobile.com slash Steve. Let's get to issue three. He's running. Or is he? 
We have no possible way to determine or even know which signs to look for to see whether or not Donald Trump will run again in 2024. Trying to determine Donald Trump's next move or moves down the road is like betting on a Mac football team against the spread. Don't bet on him, don't bet against him. So instead, what I'm going to do for this intro is do the online magic eight ball five times and see which result we get back the most. All right, so we begin, is Donald Trump running again. Magic 8-Ball says most likely, so that's one for most likely. We'll do it again. Is Donald Trump running again? And we get the same answer. Uh, let's do something different here. Trump 2024. My reply is no, so that's two for and one against. Let's do another one. L Trumpo L um, 24 O. Uh, sources say no, so that's two for and two against. Let's do one more here. This is going to determine it. Will Donald Trump run again? Reply hazy, try again. So not even the magic eight ball knows. So here's why I wanted to put this subject. <laughs> it's a clever way to address the mercurial nature of the former president of the United States. I, I, I wanted this on the, uh, the rundown this week. I'm not going to mention the name on the air, Okay. Because uh, I don't think I can, but a major figure in Trump world, and he's a. You guys know who I'm talking about. You two do, because I told you before the show, mm -hmm. right? Yep. This is, you'll verify. This is a major figure in yep. Trump world, yeah. right? Okay, a major figure in Trump world told a, a couple of different well placed little birdies of mine that Trump isn't going to run again, and they're going to do a lot, a, a very heavy show of force that he is in order to help launch his new social media platform and then the 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 pack and other things he's going to do to maintain his his level of influence in the Republican party okay however in recent days one of those major figures has been in at least one major media outlet saying that Trump is definitely running again so i don't think that he lied I think potentially something has changed. And, and that's why I decided to put this in the rundown because we hadn't really discussed it in a long time. But I noticed that this individual who had been telling people I trust not happening is now going on the record in public that he believes that it will. So, Rob, first question to you. True or false? The odds are greater that Trump runs again in 2024 than not. I think not. And, and, and it, it was interesting listening to you. So you said false. Talk about what, okay. False. Right. Yeah, right. I don't think he runs. But but listening to what you said, you said that this well-placed source that's big in Trump world said that they're going to make it look like he's running so that they can launch the Trump social media and other mm -hmm. um, outlets and launch the pack. And then mm -hmm. you said, is it the same person? that you said publicly said that he's going to run. So those two stories seem to jive with me. Okay. That publicly they're going to make it so look you think like it's, it's, it's a, you think that that is part of the public play. You didn't view that as some kind of a sea change. Yeah. Okay. I, no, I guess I, you can I, read I, that I too. The same yeah. Thing. yeah. Yeah. Okay. True or false, same I mean, to you. I, I, so, so Rob's the first false. Todd, same to you. True or false, the odds are greater Trump runs again in 2024 than not. False. They're greater now than they were... A month ago, two months ago, Trump is coming out of his 
the fog of losing uh, this country. So you're a true then, because Rob was a false. The odds are greater that Trump runs again than he doesn't. You're a true. No, I don't. I think they're. I don't think he's going to. Oh, you don't. Okay. I just said they're greater now than they were a month ago, but okay. I don't think they're. He's okay. like fifty-five percent. I just think they're moving in that direction. Uh, but you know the sustainability of Trump resolve is highly uh, problematic, uh, and the simple fact of the matter is it none of this really matters until after uh, we have a gubernatorial election in Florida, because then it's going to get real. And if Donald Trump wants to run, he's going to have to kill Ron DeSantis, and that's going to be a different ball game than killing, killing Ted Cruz. Because for all of Ted Cruz's gifts, as you laid out earlier this week, he he did not have all of the uh, name ID. He was not liked in the party in many respects. There was no cult of personality uh, at a, a populist level around him. DeSantis has all of that, and Trump would have to try to nuke that. You're assuming that DeSantis would challenge yeah. him. Uh, well, if yeah, but if but it, there's going to be a, a sizable portion of the Trump base is also in love with Ron DeSantis, That's true. and yeah. we you did the polling on that a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. So and they were what three three to one mm-hmm. if memory serves. So mm-hmm. that's different than Ted Cruz. Aaron, what do you think? So I I can't I don't recall the piece about uh, making a show of force, a la what uh, t- what Rob just said, because that changes my answer. This fits in. This fits in with the the narrative uh, that the that the source um, uh, is is out there now, saying it's apparently two different things, but I, I really think they're the same thing. So I'm I'm at I'm at a false right now. I, I don't think the odds are greater that he will run again than he will not. So I, hmm. I and I agree with Todd as well. Okay, Ted Cruz. The filibuster all night, reading green eggs and ham, is not the same thing. It's great. Mm-hmm. Uh, calling Mitch McConnell a liar, to uh, I think to his face. Yes. Yeah, great. awesome. Yeah. Um, it's not the same as, you get to breathe, breathe the free air. Um, welcome to Florida. Always sunny and, uh, you know, 75 or 105 in, in, in the summer. And you can actually be free here and, and you live your life. We're not going to take your life. That's a little bit different ballgame. So going after him is, is going to be a lot different than going after Cruz. Rob, you, let me rephrase the question another way. Do you really believe a man with, shall we say, a robust ego? Fair? Is that fair? Fair. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Safety dance. <laughs> uh, do you really believe a man with, a, with such a robust ego is going to voluntarily... Walk away from the largest spotlight. If we're the lone intelligent life in the universe, in the universe, at least on this planet, at least it is on this planet. And again, if we're the only intelligent life in the universe, in the universe, a guy with a robust ego, if he's able body, is going to pass on that. Do you really believe that, Rob? I I kind of do. I, I, I think that, that he saw what happened to his family's finances. Um, how his businesses took a hit um, when he was the president and president. And I, I think that that's how he scores himself more than anything else in the world. And I think he, he's going to spend the, the, the remaining days of his life. He's what, 75? He'd be now? 78 so, yeah. when the, when the 2020, yeah. if in 2024. So he's seven, yeah, so he's 76, he's 75 now. Yeah. Um, I, I, I just think that he is going to spend the rest of his, his days trying to reshore up 
uh, that with what he lost during the presidency. I mean, everybody said that that you know when he was president, it enriched his family. He's 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 like the anti Bidens or the anti normal thing when you go to Washington, you end up coming out richer than when you went in. He, his businesses and his family's businesses suffered um, when he was the president. I, I think that, that that's how he measures himself beyond anything else. And I think that's what he's going to spend his last days doing. All right, exit qu- long may be. All right, exit question then. Do you personally want Trump to run again or looking at the potential GOP field in his place, would you prefer someone new? And I'm asking this exit question because I think the audience deserves to know what the particular biases we each have on this topic are given our given and, and factor that into our analysis. Fair? No. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So Todd, how would you answer that question? I want somebody new. Okay. Aaron? Somebody new. Rob. Somebody new, Ron DeSantis. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Somebody new. Subliminal man. There was a very Kevin <laughs> Nealon I mean, I mean, aspect to that. All, yes. You were all thinking it. I just wanted to say it out loud. Okay. All right. All right. So do we have just the video or we have an intro here? Just the video? Just here? the video. All right. So issue four is say you're Brooks Kepka. Who is your Bryce Bryson DeChambeau? I don't know if you guys saw this video. This is from, from we'll let you watch it. Brooks, what were you able to do well and put up that nice number? Just ball struck my way around this place. Um, Didn't putt well, but I don't think many guys are going to putt well with this wind. It's it's very tough. I don't don't know what other guys have said or I just felt it difficult to read. You know, sometimes, sometimes um, I lost my train of thought. Yeah. Here in the. So 2021 has found its meme. All right, that's going to replace the meme from 2018 where the guy's walking down the street with his girlfriend and he sees the other chick that he's more interested in and he looks over her shoulder, right? That's been like the champion meme of the last two, three years. I think that the Bryson DeChambeau, Brooks Kepka eye roll is the it will is the is the new up and comer in uh, in memedom. So say you're Brooks Kepka here in that video, uh, the PGA champion. Who's your Bryson DeChambeau, Todd? It's so obvious. Do I even need to say it? Yes. David French. Yes. Oh, good. Dude, you might be his, honestly. I hope so. Oh, there have please. been times I have wondered how many Twitter followers, you're up to over 6,000 or something now, I, I saw, right? If you hit 10K, do I, as your employer, have to deal with a restraining order from David French? I'm dead serious. I've wondered, what is the point in time where maybe I need to step in and, and give you the Jonah Hill gift? Hey, man. All right, I got some corporate responsibility now. You're going to cost me some some legal fees oh, if you keep this up. That's what it's going to take. All right, Rob, what about you? Oh, I'd say uh, Tater Stelter, Brian Stelter is probably just every time he opens his mouth, it's just so condescending. And so I, I just know everything. And it's, it's just... I, I get it, man. But the amount of energy we spend in our industry on a guy who has zero negative integer influence, brother... I mean, oh, my no. Twitter feed every day is is an is is full of Stelter obsession. Why? How many people? How many people that went in to vote in the last election know who the hell Brian Stelter is? But do you think? in fairness, though, I Steve, just- David French is the Brian Stelter of Amanda Carpenter's. <laughs> <laughs> Some days Aaron is mine, <laughs> and then other days I'm like, 
so proud of love you that kid. right now. I love that kid. <laughs> That's right. Okay. All right. Aaron, yours. Uh, Todd Erzin during <laughs> Iowa Wisconsin game week. That's a very yeah, good, that, thank that's you. A good call. Yes. Thank the rest you. of the yes. time, um, I look at Todd as David French looks at Drag Queen Story Hour. Nice, nice. Um, all right, let's get to predictions. Aaron, go first. Uh, I believe that there will be at least one or two attempts from football squads at major universities to organize against coerced vaccination. I'm looking at you, Rutgers. Interesting. That will be an interesting fight as we get later into the summer. Todd, what do you think? You uh, actually took mine, both as it relates to sports and campuses in general. There's, I retweeted, so there's pushback at Indiana University trying to mandate uh, vaccinations mm-hmm. across the board. There's pushback on that. Uh, so uh, there's uh, wisdom, I think, in our doubling up on this, Aaron. Uh, this, this, again, the, the magical thinking of vaccines that veil has been torn and we are going to be investigating the consequences of that for at least the next year rob your prediction um the, after this weekend where more states are opening up and you're going to see 135,000 people uh at the 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 indianapolis 500 and you're starting to see Phil's stadiums for basketball and nhl playoffs uh that you know, despite what we've seen in the state of Texas and other places where we've had full stadiums for two months now, you're going to see a collective loss of crap from the mainstream media and how many people are together in one place without masks and how that's going to send us into another frenzy of coronavirus and how we're going to undo all of the good that we've done in the past two months. Uh, you're going to see gobbles and gobbles and gobbles of that this weekend. Hmm. I don't know, man. I, it's pretty clear someone, uh, someone, I don't know if David Axelrod as an, is an adult, made a call. Someone made a call at Democratic Party HQ and said, gas lines now too? Really? Really? I mean, we're already going to lose 20, 30 seats next year just on momentum. You guys want to lose 70? Clearly they got a call over there, Okay. A lot, I mean, didn't we just do a whole thing about the Wuhan lab narrative is just being completely retconned in real time as we're speaking right here? But then they proposed a $6 billion budget, so... Well, that's that's the Democratic Party, and the Republicans would have proposed $4 trillion. I mean, that's That's how we we live. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, My prediction is there's going to be more Iran-Hamas missile attacks, because I apologize for the redundancy, Uh, more of those missile attacks on Israel by the end of the summer, now that it has been shown that this is the lone successful path those people have back onto the world stage in an attempt to block further Middle East peace efforts. So I think we'll see another round of what we just ceased fired. You'll see another round of that at some point here this summer because the message was sent. This is actually now how you get standing in the new world order post-2020 election. Because that's just the Hamas party. That's, they, that's they what they all look at each do. other. Yeah. We forgot how we roll here. Dude, dude, I mean, there could be no COVID, and they would have proposed a $6 trillion budget. That's what they do. Okay? We're talking about Democrats, right? Yeah, we're talking about Hamas, right? Okay. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. Rob, good to see you as always, man. We'll do it again sometime, all right? Thank you. Thank you. You bet. We'll come back. It'll be time for some Feedback Friday next in Hour 2.
And we're back with hour two, live and on demand. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, here on uh, Blaze TV radio and podcast, we were just on this solemn occasion remembering Harambe. <laughs> oh, our, uh, our friends over at the Daily Wire just tweeted out a couple of buttes where Harambe was, uh, is concerned. We just saw those before we came back on the air here, so I've got to get my composure back. Let us know what, what you think of a good take the zoo on your way out. Grab some merch. <laughs> Oh my word! <laughs> and in the picture, he's just sitting there holding court. Yeah, I know. <laughs> These people just are standing around getting pearls of wisdom. <laughs> hey, whatever they were getting from him in that moment was better than what we've got from Fauci and most of the oh, other people. Oh, that'll preach. There we go. Now I'm sober again. Thank you. That sobered me up real quick. Thank bargain. That's the next book. <laughs> oh, All right. Sequel! Touchdown! This is why I'm here, folks. <laughs> Rob me and Bargain. Oh, let us know what you think about what we think. Steve at SteveDace.com is how you can email us. That's a D-E-A-C-E. Like us on Facebook, MeWe, Gab, and Parlor. Look for Steve Dace at all those places. Follow me on Twitter at Steve Dace Show, and you can get clips of the program at rumble.com slash Steve Day Show as well. If you're a podcast listener, thank you. Please hit the subscribe button. Leave us a five-star review. If you've not done those two things yet for us, please consider doing so because they do help grow the program. And that's why we want to thank all of you, the multitudes that have done those two things for us already. You know, we love to talk about Built Bar and yet somewhere out there, someone has not yet taken us up on the offer of the greatest protein bar Ever created. Now, I will tell you though, I some smart ass sent me an email this morning wanting to know if I would if I would even sh- if I, if my shilling for Built Bar would even include a canned spinach flavor. Now, I would not endorse a company. See, I don't accept your flawed binary choices. I would not endorse a company that has such very poor taste in product that would even consider such a dilemma. Therefore, I don't have to worry about the day that the canned spinach flavor rolls off the assembly line at Built Bar. But I see what you were trying to do there. You were trying to corner me. But no, I'm, I, I sneak in the morning of the Kobayashi Maru and reprogram the simulation. I don't believe in no-win scenarios, all right? The answer, the correct answer actually is, no, I'm not endorsing a company that would even create such a flavor. So I don't have to worry about it. All the other flavors, though, are phenomenal. All of them covered in real chocolate, including their brand new flavor, white chocolate covered birthday cake. I'm telling you, it is the best protein bar you have ever had. And it fits into any healthy lifestyle, low carb, low sugar, low cal. And did I mention they taste great too? Uh, Give it a shot right now. 15% off your next or first order when you go to builtbar.com. B-U-I-L-T is the way it's spelled. Builtbar.com and use my last name, Dace. D-E-A-C-E, my last name, Dace, as the promo code over at builtbar.com to get 15% off. All right, let's get to some feedback Friday. You guys ready to go? Absolutely. All right, let's react to some of your reactions to us. Let's begin with Daniel. Uh, He writes, employers like mine are adopting CDC's guidance for masks, which is essentially an honor system with two classes of people. It seems like my choice here is between being complicit with straight up idolatry or lying 
by my words and actions. I think they are unlikely to request vaccine documentation from anyone. I'm Catholic, so you probably know the Bible better than me. Right? I didn't say that, Todd. It was just here in his email. Okay? I didn't say that. It's true. Any, anyway, um, unfortunately, I wish I really wish I could just gang up on you, on uh, you Catholics, but that's probably true of a lot of the Sola Scriptura folks, too. Aaron, you think that's probably pretty true of the Sola Scriptura folks, too? I don't know. I like uh, spanking Catholics. Let's so. just do that well, instead. One-sided yeah. fallacies. We exactly. love those. Yeah. In fact, how many of the Sola Scriptura folks actually know or ever heard the term Sola Scriptura? Let's stop now because I'm going to go from laughing about Harambe memes to joining him in the afterlife, okay? <laughs> I'm going to be cutting myself. Anyway. I wonder how many of them think it's a Harry Potter spell. Yeah, nice. Anyway, Daniel ends his note by asking, what moral obligations do I have here? So here's why I wanted to lead off with this note. Let's do a mini Theology Thursday on lying. Is the commandment not to lie or is the commandment not to bear false witness? Bear false witness. It's to bear, similar to is the commandment not to murder, right? or is the commandment not to kill? It's not to murder. Not to murder, right? Because the same God that gave the commandment that sometimes you see translated, thou shall not kill, also said, all right, these uh, seven tribes in Canaan, you guys are going to be my mm-hmm. uh, urban renewal program, and you're basically going to erase them from existence. I don't know of a way to do that nonviolently, do you? Right. No, I mean, could the, could the, could the Israelites have just shown up in Canaan and said to the Hittites and the Amorites, you guys just, it's canceled. We, we have the Twitter mob here. Uh, your civilizations are too unenlightened, too pagan, too far gone, and we're just canceling you. Would, would that have worked? No. No, no. So how did they enact cancellations at that time in history? Blood. Yeah, much of it, right? Yeah. And same guy who said don't kill allegedly also told him to do that, right? Yes. Which means that the translation that that's often associated with that is not the actual meaning. Correct. Means undeserved premeditated murder is what it means. So, Corey Tenboom. Nazis knock on our door. Hey, where are the Jews at? Well, the commandment says not to lie. They're here in our hiding place. Let me show you the way there. It was, was, is that the answer she should have given? No. And if she had given that, how many books and movies would have been done about the life of Corey Ten Boom, do you think? Well, I hope either zero or just as many calling her a fiend. Right. Unless she was going to star in the sequel to Triumph of the Will, probably not many. Right. Right? Awesome or not awesome, Corey Ten Boom telling the Nazis honestly where she was hiding the Jews at. Awesome or not awesome, Aaron Go. Which not would, awesome. Not awesome, right? Second. Okay. So, and then she shows up in eternity and says, God's like, why did you do that? She's like, well, you told me not to lie. Would that have been the proper hermeneutical application of this moment? It would not. All right. Well, Steve, what about what's, do you have a biblical example, Mr. Sola Scriptura? Uh, yeah. So Rahab's a is a harlot. What does that mean? What does that mean? Or uh, a prostitute. Or, yes, woman yeah, of the it night. means anything goes when it comes to hoes. That's what it means. Okay, that's what she does. All right. She's a lady of the evening. Okay. They come to her and say, was it I think it's Joshua and Caleb, right? Okay. Hey, hey, where are those two Semites? Those two Israelites, Joshua and Caleb. We we chased them here, right? Into your dwelling. Where where might they be? Did she tell the truth? No, she lied, right? Didn't she lie to the to the to the locals about where the Israelite spies she were? She told them a story. She did, yeah, yeah. What happened to her ultimately? 
What happened to her? Um, ultimately, she's rewarded by being put into the line of genealogy of the Messiah. That's how she was rewarded. She was actually welcomed into the fellowship. She's welcomed into the covenant. Huh. So, does this mean that it's just okay to lie all the time? To be deceptive all the time? Of course not. Does it mean, so... It's, it's more about bearing, what does it mean to bear false witness? What does that mean? What do you guys well, think it I, means? I actually think you wrote about this without writing about it in that book up there. You, you uh, are committing uh, the flawed assumption that many people of the right of Republican Political Which persuasion. Which did you point at, by the way? I'm sorry. Uh, rules for rules Patriots, for Patriots okay. actually. Rules yeah. for Patriots, excuse me. Uh, that no matter what question some ridiculous journal asks them, you accept the premise. Mm -hmm. If the premise itself is bearing false witness, which it always does almost when it comes to uh, reporters, you, you absolutely shouldn't accept it. The same is true of the question you're asking here about vaccination. The entire premise of such an interrogation is flawed. You don't have to play that game, period. So Jesus is brought before the Sanhedrin. He is asked straight up, are you the Messiah? Does he answer? Yes. 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 Okay. Later, he is brought before um, Herod, who is actually the ruling figure of Judea at this time. Okay, mm -hmm. so he is brought into the the the, the palace. I mean, uh, Pilate is the prefect. Basically, that's that's a nice name for babysitter. All right, so he's he's there. He's Rome's proxy there to babysit things and make sure they move along ultimately at a speed and in the direction that Rome uh, would prefer. But the actual ruler, all right, the actual ruler of the people, the one who carried out the laws, um, was um, was Herod. Mm -hmm. When Pilate goes to Herod, I'm sorry, when Christ goes to Herod's castle, and he's not asked directly, are you the Messiah, but is he not asked to perform the acts of a miracle worker, of right. the Messiah? What does Christ do then? Nothing. He offers that's, him nothing. He that's offers what him, you got from me, yeah, because he, yes. Yes, he gives him nothing. He's not, he, he's not worthy. He's not worthy of a display. This is a this is a clown show. It's a freak show. This is the spirit of the ages HQ. This is where the spirit of the age hangs out and rolls, right? Okay. So I, I you 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 have nothing coming to you and and you'll like it. You get nothing from me. It's one of the most uncomfortable scenes in Passions of the Christ that's not actual yes. violence. But when it but but when God's covenantal people are debating within themselves, is this the Messiah to come? And the recognized leader of those covenantal people at that, at that moment in history directly poses the question, that is when he then testifies, correct? Correct. But when before the spirit of the age, and he's asked to basically qualify yourself for us, justify yourself to us. I owe you nothing. Show us your papers. Yeah. Exactly. That's what they're saying. Show us the show us the deeds of a Messiah. Show us your papers. He gives them jack freaking squat. Nothing. Hmm. Corey Ten Boom deceives the Nazis. Rahab deceives the uncircumcised people, the, the uncircumcised Canaanites. Hmm. 
There's a trend here. Are you spotting it? There's even another biblical example. So I got something wrong on Theology Thursday a couple of weeks ago. I needed to correct and I just totally forgot. The spirit of what I said was accurate, but I made the point that um, the kinsman redeemer law was around during the time of the uh, the, the 12 sons of, uh, of Jacob, including um, Judah. And him being, he, he was being, he was essentially coerced into sleeping with uh, his daughter, his widowed daughter-in-law who was posing as a prostitute. Remember we had this mm -hmm. conversation? I made a boo major boo-boo. Thank you to the few of you that pointed it out. I need to correct. The Kinsman Redeemer Law doesn't come yet for like centuries yet. All right, that's, that's not that. But, but the fact that, so I was wrong about that, and that's a silly mistake by me, but you see the spirit of God's heart in this matter in the way she is not held into account, but he is. So this is sort of a, a proto version of what the Kinsman Redeemer Law would specifically codify into law, into the law later, but it was not yet codified into the law at that time, and I made a mistake. So let's go to the time, and so that's my bad. Let's go to the time, though, when the Kinsman Redeemer is fully codified into the law, and this is in the book of Ruth. So Ruth is a widow, all right? And she is a Moabitess. For those of you that don't know, the Moabites were descendants of, I'm trying to remember, it was uh, Lot, right? Aaron, is that right? I believe so, Okay. Yeah. Now, and and Lot's descendants come from after Sodom and Gomorrah are smited, right? God says to, to not look back. Lot's wife does, is turned into a pillar of salt, right? Mm -hmm. Later on, Lot's now of age daughters are concerned that they will be without husbands and descendants. Now, why are they concerned about this? Let's go back to the story I didn't quite get right that I just mentioned a, mi a moment ago, right? Why was Judah's widowed daughter-in-law so concerned, uh, concerned enough about her standing that she offered herself up as a prostitute in, in, in disguise to her father-in-law. Why? Because it's what we discussed at that time. A, a woman that, the women did not have agency that they have today. Uh, a woman without standing with a husband or things of that nature, a lot of things could happen to you in the ancient world and almost all of them were bad, okay? So Lot's wives are, Lot's daughters are concerned, hey, we, that was just, those were our neighbors. Where are we going to get our husbands from? We don't know what's going on here. So they get, they get the old man drunk one night, and he impregnates them. And they commit a heinous crime of incest in order to secure themselves some descendants. God punishes this act by banishing the Moabites from fellowship within the covenant. And I, I believe the ban was for 10 generations. Why is that key? Because I've read a couple of, of, of studies on the book of Ruth that calculated that, that Ruth actually represents the 10th generation or the, or the generation after that generation. So, so she could conceivably be redeemed back into the covenant. I don't know. Don't quote me on that. I, I didn't write those commentaries, but I've just read them in the past. All right, so they're leaving Moab. Naomi's like, let's go back to my native country where, um, you know, they have things like kinsman redeemer laws and they're taught to love your neighbor as you love yourself. And so there might be a hope in a future for us. Let's go back there. 
She brings with us, she brings with her her daughter-in-law, who's a Moabitess. Okay? But this Moabitess also bring, has land and everything else attached to her. So she has agency. She has standing. Or maybe it's Naomi that does. I can't remember. And then Ruth does through her. Anyway, Ruth eventually encounters an older man of, of standing named Boaz. He takes a liking to her, if you know, in the, in the old-fashioned way. Um, he wants to marry her. Here's the problem. He is not in the line of secession with the kinsman redeemer law. And so somebody else actually has rights to marry Ruth if they so want to. And so they go to the city gate, which is basically the town hall of the ancient world where official business and stuff is settled. And Boaz presents a case to Ruth's kinsman redeemer, the one that is legally entitled, first of all, but then also not just obligated, has the honor of taking her as a, as a, adding her as one of his wives under their version of a social welfare system or a social safety net system. This kinsman redeemer had, I believe, is unaware of this, of, of Ruth and her situation until they have this conversation. And Boaz says to him, now, now here's what he says. All right, I'm, you know, basically I'm this old dude, you know, and I kind of uh, missed my window and um, I've got this young hottie who will take, who, who, because I'm a man of standing, takes a liking to me um, and I'm, yeah, and she's a Moabitess and, and, and but to get her, I got to take on, you know, the Moabite stigma and she's got, and, and she comes with a mother-in-law on top of that. Okay. It, it, I mean. He's telling him nothing that's directly a lie, right? But he has certainly framed this, as Obi-Wan Kenobi would say, from a certain point of view. Mm -hmm. There is an amount of shrewdness here, okay, that is being utilized. And, and why? Because Boaz loves her. The kinsman redeemer does not. He's just looking to add and you can tell that by his reaction. He doesn't, he doesn't ask for more clarification and say, well, bring her. I want to meet her myself. He doesn't read the book of Ruth. He does, because most of you have, if you've ever been married, because it's quoted most in most marriages than any just about anything else other than uh, you know, Paul's definition of love in Corinthians. Um, he doesn't he says, Well, you know what, let me meet her. Let me let me maybe the mother-in-law is not that bad. You know, I want to I I really want to fulfill the spirit of my mosaic law obligation here. Does he do any of that? Nope, doesn't do any of that. So you kind of get a view of the kinsman redeemer dude's real motivations here, right? This is just an investment to him. She's chattel. There's, she, there's, no, there's no higher value that he has to her other than what he, she can do for him. Boaz is into what he wants to do for her. See the difference? He wants to love, cherish, all that stuff, okay? He wants to share a life with her. The other guy, the kinsman redeemer standing in the way, he's just looking to add to a portfolio. So Boaz presents him a portfolio case that on its face is a pretty dour case that no man in his right mind, if he has options, is going to take. And now he's under the weight of the Mosaic law, doesn't have to feel like he's within sin because another man has come forward to say, I will take your place. I'll take that obligation from you. So he pours one out, man, and suddenly Ruth and Boaz, Ruth and Boaz go on and, and live a long, happy life and make babies together. And, and Boaz does some form 
of a shrewd dodge to make this happen, right? How are they rewarded for this? Their child also shows up in the genealogy of the Messiah. Now, we need to, I think, be very circumspect in how we apply this. This is not a blanket. This is not a blanket get out of jail free card, lie, deceive, do whatever you want. Our enemy is a deceiver. What it is, is it's a call to shrewdity, to be shrewd. Wise as serpents, innocent as doves. So remember, we took our kids to Costco and Walmart last pay period, first time that the mask came off, right? And they're right in that cut, new cut line of kids that they're vaccinating now, but they had just begun that effort when we went that first time. So they had all been exposed to somebody in their family or at school. In fact, Noah had to be contact traced twice this school year. they had all been exposed to somebody in their family or at their school who had COVID-19. So I took them aside before we walked in. And if anybody asks you, if you're vaccinated, here's, I want you to say exactly these words, say exactly these words. I have immunity. And don't say anything else. Give them that exact answer. That answer. Give them that. That could be a reference to your immune system. That could be a reference to the fact that you were around someone and people in school and in your family who had it. Could be a reference to a lot of things. Could be perceived to be a reference to a vaccination immunity, Mm -hmm. right? But just look at them, nod your head nicely and smile and say, I have immunity. And then walk away. Don't say anything else. Don't get into a conversation. Just answer only the question that's asked and walk away. I think we're going to need to figure out. Now, there are moments. All right, when the Antichrist wheels you guys all out on camera, and it'll probably be on CNN, and says, as the guillotine blades uh, and the gallows are hovering over your heads, Do you believe in Jesus? That is not the moment, okay, for, how do I wiggle myself out of this one? No, right? Jesus makes it pretty clear. The one thing we cannot do when it comes to shrewdness is what? We can't do at what? We cannot deny him in any way, shape, or form. Always accept the premise of that question. Yes, yes. We do not deny him, period. All right, so when Nikolai rolls you all out for the gallows, and again, it'll probably be on CNN. And put your head in the stockade and you're looking up, you're like, that is a shiny blade and it's coming down here quick. And they ask, you know, Nikolai says, or maybe it'll be a Leon Fortunato, which is probably Brian Stelter. And he looks at you and says, hey, what are you that Jesus guy? That ain't the moment for, what would Boaz say right now? That is the moment you are to say yes. Okay. There are, again, moments when it is very clear we take the full consequence of the truth because the consequence of denying it is a lot steeper, right? Who's yeah, Lord? Who's amen. Lord? Who's Lord in my scenario? Brian Stelter, Leon Fortunato, Nikolai, or is Jesus Lord, right? Uh, who's who's worse to offend? Listen, I'm not going to lie to you. Next 10 seconds of your, well, the last 10 seconds of your life, going to suck. Okay? Is that true? I think so. That they're going to suck. What about what happens after those last 10 seconds? Think, what do you think those might be like? Worse or better? 
Oh, I, well, it's one or the other. It's right? one or the other. It probably ain't better. <laughs> awesome or not awesome. What do you think? Awesome or not awesome. I'm thinking after the blade comes down, not awesome, probably. And for Ebbs, brah. For Ebbs. Short of that, though, I do believe that the scriptures teach there's a lot of room for shrewdness. When evil is wants to use you as a proxy for evil. See, that's... That is the, that's this train of thought here. That's, that's what brings all of this together. The Nazis wanted Corey Ten Boom to tell them the truth so that they could commit acts of evil through her. Well, Steve, when, why don't I then lie to Nikolai so that he doesn't get to use me to execute me? Because you're at that moment to testify to the world who your Lord is, your willingness to suffer for him. That's the difference. In this case, in Corey Tenboom's case, they are asking her. The Stasi are directly making, saying, we are going to use you as a proxy to make other people suffer. That's the common theme in all of these examples of murkiness and shrewdness and strategizing in your messaging. I've cited both in history and also in, in the scriptures. They, the, 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 the Canaanites come to Rahab and say, we, we're going to use you as the, as the vehicle that we can then stamp out God's people. And she says, no, I'm not going to be a part of that and tells them a story instead. That's the, that's the thing. Are you being, Herod is not interested in any form of the greater Jewish argument happening over Yeshua of Nazareth. First of all, he lives with his brother's wife. He refused to repent of that sin and executed the individual who called and rebuked him for it. Who happens to be Jesus's cousin. He's not, this is not anything other than I'm king. Give me a show. And Jesus offers him nothing. When they come to us and say, we want to use you directly as a vehicle to make other people suffer for things they haven't done and don't deserve, I'm going to suggest that throughout both the scriptures and history, God's people are not only called, but then rewarded when they don't participate, even to the point of not being completely honest. And I think this is an area we better figure out how to calculate and work our way around because there's going to be more of the kinds of dilemmas like the one that Daniel just emailed us about. So I'm not specifically answering Daniel's question. We used to say on our show a lot, we're not here to win an argument, but start one. I think we at least need to ask. So for now, I'm going to say this. We need to entertain the idea that them forcing these experimental substances into our bodies, particularly when it comes to our children. We need to at least entertain hermeneutically the concept that it rises, it may rise to the occasion of Boazing these people, Rahabbing these people, Corey Tenbooning these people. And maybe it doesn't. But I would I'm going to offer up today on this program. And this is why I made this email first. 
that we at least need to consider that it might. And if this moment doesn't, then we at least need to consider then we will soon come to one that does. And we better be prepared. And you better understand when you're dealing with the spirit of the age, do, it is not dealing with you earnestly. So adjust your tactics accordingly. And I want to leave it there. I don't want to give a definitive answer one way or the other. I wanted to just introduce this notion today. That we at least should be pontificating this. Contemplating it. Strategizing it. Is this a moment that we have come to that we need to think of deploying this rarely used, but when it was in its proper context, clearly rewarded tactic that we have seen both in Revelation and in history. And if this moment isn't it, then the fact that we're even discussing, can my ch- do I have to give my child an untested experimental substance to be a guinea pig to people that, that take mice scalps or human scalps and make them with mice? If this ain't it, then we better at least consider we're a step or two away from the moment that probably is. And I'm just going to leave this there for now. Put a bookmark in that conversation. We may have to pick it up at a later date, given the direction we are heading as a people. So we've been warning you about home title theft for a long time here on the show. That's why we've also been encouraging you to check out Home Title Lock. And you never know when one of those big data breaches is going to happen that exposes the information that cyber thieves could use to claim to be you and go online where your home's title is kept. Um, Use that information to, to... log on as you, and then forge your signature on a quick claim deed stating you sold your home to them, sticking you with all the payments, the eviction, foreclosure, while they enjoy all your equity. You never know when there's going to be a data breach that makes that possible. Well, one just happened to Facebook. 500 million accounts exposed to cyber thieves with that personal information. That's why now is a great time to get home title lock. In fact, we're offering 30 free days of protection just to make sure you're covered and your most important investment in assets, your home, is covered as well during this high-risk breach if you use the promo code RADIO when you go to HomeTitleLock.com. Again, use the promo code RADIO when you go to HomeTitleLock.com. Let's get to some more feedback Friday. Thomas says... I was hoping to get some direction from you on addressing COVID tyranny at a public university. My little sister is becoming the nursing is beginning the nursing program at a public university in a red state. They have not yet required the vaccine. However, if you cannot provide proof of vaccination, your name is boxed in yellow on your name badge. Where have we seen tactics like this before? They then distribute a gold star. And scarlet letter for you to wear in your scrubs. All right, we're joking about that part. Him and I are kidding. Thomas, who wrote the note. But it's like totally believable right now, isn't it? it Given where this is heading? Yeah. Uh, They actually require both an N95 and face shield. This is the perfect letter to read. What about saran wrap? The perfect letter to read after what you just talked about last half hour. I know. It's almost like maybe I put them in that order together. Yeah. Um, 
they are attempting to shame the at-risk students uh, who are not really at risk into getting the jab. These requirements are not consistent with the university's requirements or those of the hospitals they visit. I expect my little sister will be the only one to not bow the knee. She's prepared to wear the shame uh, and their useless garb. She's also interested in paving the way to freedom for some of the other students. Do you have any thoughts? Well, Todd, I want to definitely get your thoughts on this because your family is looking at this potentially Mm -hmm. in this coming fall. Let me just, so I'm going to let Todd give you a practical answer of how they're going through this conversation in their own family. Let me give you though a meta answer. In the end, they will continue to inflict tyranny upon you until the pain of doing so is too high. So you need to think of what could we do to them? How could we shame them? How could we oppose them? Whom could we get to join with us so that the collective cost of imposing this is so high until you show them that the cost of imposing the tyranny upon you is too high, the tyranny will continue, period. That is the lesson of history. Todd, what are your thoughts? Well, this is something in the next few months I may have multiple stories about because I'll be figuring this out in real time the uh the closest thing to dealing with that is that uh currently with my oldest is that notre dame the flagship catholic institution uh of uh, these united states and while we we do hear many ridiculous stories come out of notre dame as it applies to progressivism or wokeness it is not it is large enough that is not it is not holistically woke in the same way that the catholic church uh in in no way isn't there's a, a lot of uh orthodoxy uh the majority of which uh, which is which should mean that there's none of the wokeness there but it is what it is yet they are going to have a mandatory student unless it's been reversed and i i haven't heard that a mandatory vaccination policy which means that institution's recruitment of my daughter, which did start, is is a no-go zone uh, for our family. Uh, those are choices that have to be uh, made. I mean, it would be pretty cool. I know Steve loves those, um, the uh, green, uh, emerald green Notre Dame jerseys. I do think they're the I mean, prettiest football jersey of all oh, time. But all yes. of it, the, go- uh, the gold, the, the deep blue, I would love to see uh my daughter in them but it's not impossible it's not possible under uh these uh, circumstances as it relates to the up until now you know we it it you have to pick we i'm in a uh school district that i've told you before that i've picked for many reasons but it's also because one of these there was let we we have uh vaccine uh exemptions and there's never ever been an issue uh, with the schools I've picked. If if there are issues and you didn't know they were going to be an issue or you knew they could be or how likely to be and you chose that kind of school district anyways because of the other bells and whistles you wanted, that's a you problem. Uh, I can't. This is why, again, I can't stress enough what Steve said last half hour as it applies to this. Be wise as serpent, innocent as doves. Understand the lay of the land and the premises of all of the questions and if you do, 
you have you still have choices and you still have agency and there's a lot of fights you can win i'm telling you this because i have won them myself but you can't go in like some sort of rube okay um if you guys this is from spencer if you could go back in american history with the closest challengers in both parties and change the outcome which election would it be and who would win it This one's an easy one for me because it's the only presidential campaign I have actually gone to work for. And that would be, I'd go back to 2016 and I'd have um, Cruz, who was the closest challenger in the Republican Party at that time. Uh, I'd have him win the nomination. And I do believe he would have defeated Hillary. Because I'm reminded of something I'm going to, I always get this paraphrase wrong. But Chesterton was once challenged on, hasn't Christianity been tried and shown to fail? Um, and he responded to a, a challenge, to that challenge by saying, his, his, his experience, um, Christianity hasn't failed because it's been rarely tried. Okay? Um, or true Christianity has been rarely tried. I would, I would... Like you say, you you want to. You've said many times you want to run for office just to see if you can handle mm -hmm. and with the the morass and the temptation. Mm -hmm. I would like to know what would happen. The last time a true ideologue on our side was elected president was in the eighties, but that was a different, a much different environment where the clear, the clear threat facing the country at that time was external. We were far less divided as a people in the 80s than we are today. <clears throat> the media still sucked back then, but, I mean, they weren't demonic yet. I, I wonder, and, and we might find it couldn't work. I'm, I'm open to that possibility that it can't work. But what would it have looked like if somebody of a true ideologue was given that power up against the spirit of the age. I I would like to know. And if for no other reason that if we saw and it turned out not awesome, then I know. And I got to adjust my uh, tactics accordingly. It's the not knowing mystery aspect of it, which is why I'm so damned intrigued about what Ron DeSantis is doing in Florida. We're we're watching on a on a mini scale, although Florida ain't too many. I mean it's what a, the third largest state in the union, okay? But we're watching on a on a mini scale in, in one large, diverse, urbanized state. You're watching an ideologue wield power, and and I'm enthralled to watch it take place. What would have happened if someone had done that on a national level in 2016? For me, it, this is just a personal answer for me. From the amount of time I dedicated to that campaign, both time, talent, and treasure, commitment personally. I, that's like an, un, an, an open loop in my life. And I would love to know, and, and if it didn't work and it failed, but then I would know. It's the not knowing that gnaws at me. So that's the one I would choose. Uh, I'm not sure how broadly I can interpret this question. And this is not, this is one of several possible answers I think I could come up with. But th this one is, um, persuasive to me i think 
I would have, uh, we're going back to uh, Hanging Chad's Land. I think I would have had Al Gore yep. beat W. Yep. Because, wow, well, then that convinces me I was onto something, Aaron. Um, I think we were still close enough. If you take, between Reagan and Trump, uh, the most significant Republican event that happened is 1994. Is, mm-hmm. Would you agree? Mm-hmm. Uh, the uh, Newt Gingrich, the conservative uh, uh, revolution there. And if... It, I would argue, it, I would argue it's the last time the Republican Party won a national election on an affirmative yeah. platform, not in reaction to who the Democrats were. And perhaps since that was only six years, it would have been a yo cautionary tale moment. We had something... It's not that far away that we can't recover it, but we need to act now instead of sliding into eight years of Bush, which ultimately caused eight years of Obama, which ultimately caused Donald Trump and now Biden and a perpetual slouching towards Gomorrah. There's no guarantee any of that would have happened, but um, I'll let Aaron go since he's apparently on the same page. Yep, that was the one that I was going to choose as well. One... Just centering around the events of 9-11, you know, I, I don't think the unify, I, I don't know how Al Gore would have responded to that. Right. I think we as a, as a people, the unification that supposedly happened would have lasted a heck of a lot longer. Because it's a lot easier if you're in right America or what's left of America, I should say, to convince yourself that things are not normal when a Democrat is in office it's a lot easier to talk yourself into complacency when a Republican is in office. There's another factor to make your case really quick too, Aaron, and that's the hanging Chad thing. That Bush lost the popular vote, yep. and we had not had a president take the White House in over 100 years in that circumstance. So that's mm-hmm. foreign to a lot of people too. Yep. Yeah. And then I, I think I think the way things would have played out, just given the, the, the residual effects of the counterculture, the anti-Vietnam War uh, protests— that still existed on the left of America at that time. I still think there would have been some large-scale military campaign. I do not think it would have dragged on for very much longer than that too. a few months at, yeah, at most. I agree. So on the, on that alone, on that alone, I think I, I think changing the outcome of that election, not taking away from the days around 9-11 that George W. Bush showed some good uh, leadership, but I think overall we would have been better off. All right, his second question is, so you, Dace, you love Michigan, Todd loves Wisconsin, Aaron loves Iowa. These are all Big Ten teams. But what about the other Power Five conferences? Do you guys have any other favorite teams in the, the teams that you root for in the other conferences? Or you kind of like? Power Five, I love Saturday nights, staying up till 1 a.m. watching Mountain West football. I just love Fresno State and, you know, a quarter full stadium taking on Nevada or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, I love that. Power five, it depends on who's playing. That's, I don't really have a favorite. What about you? It's funny you ask this because the, the on the radio coming in, they were talking about crowds and sports and can't wait. And I, I, I absolutely can't wait. And a vision of crowds, I always, when I think of college football, uh, for whatever reason, the uh, the games at the end of the day out west 
particularly at the uh, USC Reggie Bush when the games start in daylight they end in night and I can the, those crowds and the snare drums of the USC band yeah. are just I can't I don't like yeah. USC but I, that's in me for some reason yeah. and I can't wait for that vibe it's See, the most unique fight song yes. in all of college football yes um See, I, I'm a traditionalist at heart, okay? This is why I always say to Erzin, um, show me actual Catholicism and then we will talk, okay? Um, but uh, whenever we have these arguments and debates. But what, and, and I had to- I welcome pro- you coming to me in sackcloth and ashes. I, I, I also have a tendency to project my own um, <laughs> insecurities on, on, and, and sympathy towards others. So like right now, for example, as a Detroit Lions fan, another sport I know, but uh, I'm a huge fan of wayward fan bases that are long suffering. Like, so when the Cubs were getting, we're finally going to win the world series in 2016, I'm all in on that. Even though it's my own division and I don't like them. I, I, I'm like, if the Indians get into the playoffs and the Tigers aren't in it, I'm probably all in for the Indians. because I, I feel an affinity an empathy for the, as such a suffering fan base as a Lions fan. As a Michigan fan, though, I have the same thing for traditional powers that were down. That, that you know, I remember the voice of Keith Jackson ringing out through the Rose Bowl when Terry Donahue coached UCLA and watching those games the in the 3.30 window, the late afternoon mm-hmm. or evening window, all right? And those beautiful powder blue uniforms, okay? So, like, I want to see USC come back. Um, hearing Rocky Top, you know, through the the surround sound speakers and the beautiful orange checkered board end zones and the CBS SEC music with Peyton Manning and T. Martin and those teams or Heath Schuler. And so I want to see Tennessee come back. So that's sort of where I'm at now as a fan is that I root for the the teams with the loyal for generations on end fan bases and the great traditions that are kind of down. So for the first time in my life, for example, I've got like this little Nebraska empathy, all right, which I've disdained them ever since 1997. Okay, because I I I sympathize with the fans of the traditional powers who have kind of lost their way, and I and I like it when they kind of come back. That's have, that's you, what I'm rooting for. You have a call me maybe thing going on with Nebraska here. I'm not going to go that far. <laughs> I would just at least say there is a there is a um, a non-aggression pact. Now, when they, if they get really good again, I'm I'm backed. I can't stand those guys. Okay, but I know how much their fans love them. How important that is to the legacy of that community, the traditions that get passed down. I'm a part of that as a Michigan fan, right? And so I know how it feels when that's taken away. And those Saturday afternoons don't mean, aren't the life and death they were all those years. It feels like a little piece of you is kind of gone. Sure. And there's only so many leaves you can rake, so many courses you can golf, right? You kind of want those events back. And mm-hmm. so I sympathize with that. That's a fun question. Yeah. Yeah, that was good stuff. All right, we are going to take off for the weekend. Hopefully you do too. Uh, we'll see the, all of you again on Monday. Until then, John 317. This is Steve Dace on the Blaze Radio Network.